all five of you wake up and the sun is shining nice and pretty and you guys aren't all entirely where you were instead you guys are in the clearing and you guys kind of like groggily like wake up you know and you take a look and you see the the humongous northern red oak tree and you also happen to notice um that the where the red where the x was where doug was and speaking of which doug you are actually leaning against this because you were digging by the all uh, by the uh, by the where the x was is a pedestal and in the, on this pedestal is like this little altar something you guys are all too familiar with and you see this glowing pale blue circular tablet and you also notice that there appears to be some locks surrounding it Mm. oh also Doug your javelin's leaning against the pedestal oh yeah that's my boy can I grab it yes yes you can grab it oh my god don't do this shit again (laughs) <laughs> Let me stab the it. Curse javelin. <laughs> yes. Um. Break it. Ozone. Mm. As you start to get up, you know you're, you you see everyone. You're excited. You mm-hmm. hear a voice come from below you. You look down, and you see Stu standing on top uh, of something. Hey, buddy. Um, Stu chirps, you know, excited to see you, and he like runs up your leg, and so he can perch on your shoulder. Right. And you notice that he was indeed standing on something. All right, uh, pick up what you know, standing on. All right, what we got here? Eat a turd. I pick up <laughs> Stu's turd and cherish it forever. Yay! When you bend down, you hesitate for a moment because it's. Something you kind of recognize. It's a little bit bigger than what you were used to. Or what, you know, when you first saw it. But it appears to be a black grimoire. A little bit bigger than a pocket-sized book. And it appears to be much thicker. And yet, it feels so light when you pick it up. Hmm. Oh, I got a grimoire. (laughs) When you open up the book... Um, mm-hmm. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. But this time, I'll give you advantage. Okay, yes. this time is advantage. Every time I think. Okay, so we have 13 <laughs> plus 4 is five, uh, 17. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yes. Um, when you take a look, you notice, uh, you know, and you open up the book, you feel a sense of dread from it, but you're not quite sure why. And you start flipping through the pages. In fact, you go to page 32. And where you okay. expected to find text, you see nothing except a blank page. You start skimming through the book and seemingly endless um, pages of just blank nothingness. Until you get to the very last page. Or at least what you presume to be the last page. And you see the words, The Dark One. Oh, all right. And you close the book. Okay. Owen, um, upon seeing your good old buddy, oh, uh, Ozone, look through a book. What do you do? First things first, like, I'm just going to, I may be a bit unsteady on my feet and everything. 
I'm I'm basically just I'm just going to tackle him with a hug. Aww. Yeah, you're okay. Oh, thank goodness you're okay. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad everyone's uh, okay. But uh, we can discuss what happened to all of us, you know, a little bit later. But I have to try and figure out what's you know going on right now. Fair. <laughs> um, Owen. Once you finish hugging Ozone, you realize that there's something bulging in one of your pockets. When you look down, you notice that your shirt isn't ripped nor torn. And I, I want to go ahead and check my pockets for whatever this foreign object is. Okay. When you pull it out, you see a small brown stone, but it appears to be split in several different colors. Um, it takes you a little bit to realize, but it appears to be a mix of alexandrite, moonstone, and a pearl. What does it taste like? <laughs> it was alexandrite, moonstone, and pearl? Yep. Okay. I, I kind of j- just study and I study it for a and I and I just kind of asked to end to no one. Wait, where did this come from? I didn't know you should taste it. Yeah. Doug, yeah. like, lick it. Like it. You just go around just licking every rock that you see. Is that what you do? I have. So far, there have been good results. And at this mm-hmm. point, well, that... Doug points out that, speaking of rocks, he holds up an opal that he found next to him. Doug, this is your cue to lick it. <laughs> Salty licks. I mean,. I mean, the fact that that his modus operandi for handling rocks is to lick them, that explains so much and yet so little. No, you gotta do it's it right. So, does anyone want to hug or cry or do anything else? Or do you want me to go ahead and move this along? No, absolutely. I'm going to, I am absolutely going to, I'm going to give Agatha a unbelievably tight bear hug. Alright, while this is going on, I'm just gonna, like, uh, pipe up and go, So, does anyone need some wound curing? Or, like, anyone have any serious injuries? As you take a look around, um, you guys notice that, other than your fight with the bandits, nothing looks different with you. Okay, well, I'm just gonna slowly lower my hand down and be like, "Mm, okay. Also, Agatha is going to hug back very tightly. Her eyes are puffy. Oh, and by I the way, kind, I kind of, kind of take the opportunity to ask her, or just say to her, "Please tell me you're okay." Uh, uh, I'm fine. What yes. about you? I've, I've been better, but I think I'll get there. The Doug smiles warmly as he sees his friends, as he sees everybody's okay. And he's happy he got to lick a rock. I mean, it's it's been a great day so far. Uh, I, I wow. yeah. I, I mean, who who would have guessed the way to solve a love triangle is rock, rock. Mm. It's salty. Uh, at least he didn't lick. At least he didn't lick ocean. Are we sure it's it's a it's a rock and not a salt lick? We'll have to make sure to get on salt lick when we get into town. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> anything else? You guys want to do anything else while you're here? Yeah. Uh, I guess I kind of look also to Ocean, and then brings, you know, 
Honestly, she brings everyone into this hug, but, you know. Yeah. Ocean Storm first, then everyone else. I don't like. <laughs> She's giving dog. a tight out bear hug. And the dog mm. is just getting a hard on. Just like that. Bro. No. Mr. <laughs> Mr. DM, no. Who's the victim? It's the opal. Yeah, something around here is hard as diamond, I'll tell you that much. Oh, my. <laughs> um, as you guys are hugging each other, you know, embracing each other, um, you see a small spark go off where the the faint blue um, circle tablet kind of just, like, shoots off of, um, like, a little small flame. And it starts to, like, hover in the air and fly up to you guys. It dances around in the air a little bit, and it starts to just kind of... Um, head towards the forest line of this little clearing. It waits for a bit as though gesturing for the five of you to follow. Alright, so uh, I don't know if we want to all follow the the blue light because uh, I have a feeling that it's going to get really, really annoying going, saying things like Hey, listen! <laughs> God wait. damn it, it's Navi. <laughs> It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. All right. Um, okay. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. We all follow the blue light. Yeah. Let's follow the blue right. light. Uh, so might you, as well. So you guys follow the blue light. Heads intent at first, hoping it's not going to start screaming. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Hello. And Hello. After you know maybe about an hour or so, um, it you guys actually make it to. Well, not quite your destination, but you make it out of the forest, finally. When you guys make it to the edge of the forest line, um, you guys see farmland, and along the horizon, a large, possibly oval-shaped wall. Nearby is a wooden sign that points towards the wall. It reads, Volo Grande, 30 miles due west. And sitting up against the foot of the sign, is a red apple. Mm. Well, I spot, I spot, I spot the apple, and I kind, I kind of give a half-hearted chuckle and say, huh, "Someone's marked the way for us, eh?" Mm. It's that oh. little girl from town. <laughs> she uh, don't remind around. me. Don't remind me. Ocean nods his head and say, "Tomorrow." Hmm. Mm. Oh, also that flame flickers out and disappears. Seeing as you guys are now out of the forest. Bye, Navi. <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys going to start making your way to Volo Grande, I assume, yes? I guess. No. Let's go Let's go backwards. Yeah, let's go back. <laughs> yeah, let's do it backwards. Right. So, Until Ocean uh, Agatha gets something. So, upon... Getting out of the uh, the forest, um, we'll just say it's a time of day. There's still sunlight. Uh, you guys start tracking down, and along doing so, you know, a few miles in, this is where I will allow you guys to have some much-needed heart-to-heart conversations. Take it away. Ooh, fantastic. Alright, fellas, uh, looks like that was some weirdness that happened in the forest there, but uh, glad we're on the way back to uh, Volo Grande for the first time. Aye, everyone's still in one piece. It's a great anime. I'm sorry, what? Uh, uh, what? 
What's an anime? That's overall. You'll understand soon enough. Oh. Oh, we're back to this wandering accent again. <laughs> I no Australian? Features. No, or what? Well, either way, lads, I reckon we're not going to get there in uh, the time that we have before sundown, so would you say we make a make an impromptu camp? Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> yes. I need it after that. That was that was something else. So what did uh what did you all learn in our little adventure back there? Nothing. That's good. That's good. I like it. Maybe uh, something odd. Uh, how about you sounds, guys? I, sounds like I learned I got a black book. book. Really, you did? Mm-hmm. A Sora book. Uh don't really know. Just some sort of weird a black book. Empty? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, DM, is this book empty? <laughs> if someone wants to check the contents of the book to see if it is open, uh, if it is empty or not, you will have to open the book and find out. Um, well, would you like to share it with the Colosso Zone? Uh, yes, I will uh, open the book. Okay. When you open up the black memoir that you were given for some unexplained reason, you all take a peek into the book. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, boy. Oh, God. It's gonna kill the me. hell? Okay. As <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, ha they fell for my plan. <laughs> Mr. Ozone, make sure we don't kill you later. I have a nine. Got 19 plus 5, 24. Okay. Oh, we both <laughs> got nines. All right, so we got... And I got a 22. Damn. All right, so Owen's got got 5 plus 4, 9. Doug's got 19 plus 5, 24. Agatha's just got 5 straight. Ocean Swarm's got 7 plus 2, 9. And Ozone has 18 plus 4, 22. Okay. Doug and Ozone, you guys see the contents of the book. You see nothing but blank pages as you kind of thumb through it a bit. You don't recognize, you don't realize that your other compadre, uh, companions don't quite see the same thing as you continue thumbing through it. There also appears to be an endless number of pages until Ooh. you come across a certain page and it appears to be in the middle of the book and you see the words, the old one. Uh, the old one, okay. Yeah, what the hell does that mean? When you guys turn to see Alwyn, Agatha, and Ocean Storm, you notice that um, their eyes seem to have been rolled back into the back of their heads. They are completely stunned. So, for you three, you are under the stunned condition. and The, the what condition? Stunned? stunned. Oh. And you guys take four points of psychic damage. Ow! Hey, what was that? And all three of you are stunned for one minute, which doesn't really apply out of combat. But yep. So what the hell does it do? All right. So stunned is you um, can't move and you can speak only falteringly. Uh, in terms of combat, you are incapacitated. So you know you can't really fight. Things have advantage against you when they attack. Um, and you automatically fail strength and sa- uh, dexterity saving throws. Oh, that's a good thing we weren't in combat for that. 
Yeah. Yes, indeedy. So have fun speaking decently for a minute. <laughs> but here's I'll, a question I'll... for Ocean. He he can mimic, so he cannot slur his words. Uh, no, it just it just comes it just comes out as confused squawking. <laughs> I like huh? this. Yes, you cannot even squawk. You cannot even squawk, sir. <laughs> but he you can, can speak syllables. So you instead of speaking words, you speak confused syllables. I, d I just like the idea idea of he uh, of like when when Ocean Storm is um is stunned, he just reverts to press crow to crow. Mm. Ah, yes. Ah, Ah, like that, right? Uh, Either way, right. upon being as done, the only thing that that Alwyn is going to manage to get out is one moment. A moment passes, and Ozone and Doug look at Alwyn expectedly. <laughs> I'm okay. Oh. Anyway, yeah, that great book that couldn't read a lick of it, but. A brain feels like it's on fire. Mm -hmm. It's a wheel page turner, isn't it, Alwyn? <laughs> You're telling me. Agatha Grumbles, welcome to my world. <laughs> all right. Um, Ocean just looks unamused of that book. It's like, hmm. All right. Uh, Ozone is definitely going to just be confused. Shut the book and just put it away. And Thanks for that. Yeah. Well, nice reading couldn't hurt anybody. Really mm. empty. Well, either way, I got something to show for it myself. So mm. it's about at this point that Alwyn digs in his pocket a moment and produces this small little gemstone, which, according to my notes, is a hybrid mix of Alexandrite, Moonstone, and Pearl. And he kind of holds it like in his palm, like a light, like palm up in the middle of the group for everybody to see. Mm. Oh, that's a nice shiny rock you got there. Hey, thanks. No idea what it means, but can't help but share the feeling it's important for something. You want to see mine? Well, you got one too. The dog pulls out from wherever he's keeping it uh, <laughs> an opal stone and presents it to Alwyn. Says, Looky there. Oh my. That, Delicious. That is hmm. honestly very beautiful. Thank you. Tastes great too. So. Taste? Rocks. Wait, uh -huh. taste? Taste. Taste? Oh yeah. Delicious as they come. You don't mean to say you've been using this as a salt lick, do you? The dog puts the opal back and says, Ah, you're damn right I do. I don't think I'll ever understand you. <laughs> Unhygienic. Hi. Well, that makes well, two of us. At that point, Alwyn kind of just he closes his palm and pockets the stone again, and he takes notice that somebody in the group has been very quiet up until this point, and he kind of turns his att attention to, and he says this out loud. Agatha, everything okay with you? Hmm. Yeah, I'm fine. You get anything from our little adventure back there in the woods, or? I get that. It just kind of shakes her head. Hmm. Ocean, who been with her, like, I get proximity and been with her more times, like, seeing what happened, 
looks at her with a bit of concern, like, mm. but he didn't say anything. Just looked at her in a bit of concern. Knowing what he went through at this point, all in kind of just in a, a lesser, lesser than lighthearted tone, kind of asks, "Was it bad?" Yeah, it was utter mm. shit. <laughs> she says that she kind of. So are they like making camp here at the moment? Or are they sitting like figuring shit out right now? Well, kind of half making camp, half kind of like like going through their inventory, so, so mm-hmm. to speak. So basically, kind of like unpacking, you know, getting the bedrolls out, making a campfire, all that good, good junk. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you know, she basically does look and go, no, it was utter shit before she kind of turns to start making a campfire. Hmm. Well, say the same for uh, say the same for my experience at least. And Owen kind of just says that under his breath as he goes to making up his sleeping area for the moment. I was gonna look at everyone and look at his hands and thought nothing. The dog well. looks over to Agatha and says, "Well, uh, oh yeah." Got me ass handed to me by uh by good old Ted. That was kind of fun. What do you mean? You, you Ted's dead though, dog. Well, that's what I thought too until he made me dead. I woke up in a forest. It was very strange. He uh chopped me up to bits, and it was quite a wild ride. I'm sorry. What? Why you didn't have that experience too? Well, I suppose I had something similar, but it wasn't with Ted. Well, that guy must have really hated me. And I don't blame him. Well, um, if you're, if you're really going to press me, I suppose I could share what I went through. So, once he's done unpacking and they've kind of gotten the campfire made up and stuff, all in ki- and kind of sits down on, uh, on his bedroll... Well, um, not entirely sure where I was, but, um, it was deep in the woods, just like you, Doug, but, um, the figure that approached me wasn't Ted. It was, it was John, and it was not a happy reunion, to say the very least. For those who need a reminder, John is the town drunk that, uh, perished in, uh, Ted's house as it was burning. Um, while you guys were fanning the Phantom Warrior, while Ozone was uh, just kind of meditating for a day. That's right. A lot of you weren't privy to what actually happened in that cabin, were you? No. Uh, Ocean just shake his head. Like, mm. Well, since my lycanthropy is not a secret anymore, uh, I suppose I'll go ahead and say it. That night, I um, I ran off because I lost control. And unfortunately, John got caught in the crossfire. Now, I don't claim to know how that fire started. All I know is it did. And by the time I came to and I was back to normal, he was long gone. So I just got myself out of there. But either way, he was not happy to see me again and... Frankly, making a horrible situation even worse was the revelation that I I didn't kill him. I and 
Owen takes a moment and draws a shaky breath before saying the next part. I turned him. And it's at this point that Owen has a very far off look in his eyes and he kind of just, he, he stops talking at this point, still trying to process his emotions from this. He almost looks like he's about to be sick. Ozone, what you seem to be everything that has happened to him during the, uh, the events of the woods. Do you share what happened to you? Uh, no, I am going to keep what happened to me uh, basically quiet for now because okay. I don't feel it's appropriate. Ocean Storm, how about you? Well, Ocean maybe talks, so uh, Ocean look at Owen with concern but he has no reason to no he have no idea how to console him but I guess to contribute with the conversation he will start talking when everyone gone ocean awake in forest alone on big rock one may call it Pride Rock. <laughs> this is hey. not the circle of life. Hey, <laughs> at least Ocean not trying to trying to use it as a boat or a car and drive around the forest. <laughs> or, no, it's one of the or, circles of hell. Or, or lick it like the duck. Oh, God, I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> oh my God, a giant rock. I must lick it. <laughs> anyway, continue. Okay. Ocean investigate area. Not much, but can't see anyone. Next, go into the wood. Very empty. Try call friend. No response. But here noise loud noise agatha appear soon and he just look at agatha and like then run and found ozone and thug but uh agatha took ocean away running to forest. Agatha drip. Ocean roll away. Hill broke leg. Find slab. Don't know how slab broken. Slab repair. Everyone at three. Both I may press. What did happen to you? That was so terrible. Wait, are you talking to Agatha? Yeah. Okay. She kind of her pauses and then kind of looks at the fire. As she gets ready to possibly tell what happened to her, um, uh? time seems to kind of slow down, or not slow down, but seems to escape you guys as you're telling each other these stories as dusk starts finally starts to settle and oh, the moon starts to rise 
Nice. Yes. I just wanted to kind of set the mood for all these stories. That's very yeah. nice. Thank you. I, um, she kind of looks up a bit and then she's thinking how to say this. I, um, met someone from my past. Be more precise from a really bad memory. Well, I get that. I know people from your past are not, uh, the nicest of fellas. So that must have been rough. Mm. Don't think many of us really know what your past is. Do you mind divulging some information on that? Bree, this is that choice that I will... I know, and I'm, so I'm trying to think of how I want to word oh, this. I'm just oh, letting shit. you know, yeah, if you want to tell about that guy, this is your best opportunity to bring him up. Right. But depends I, how I will Agatha say it depends on how, what people remember from the uh, one shot. That's pretty fair, but I did keep them all. I kept them all pretty good sped up. Fair enough. Uh, when I mean the one shot into the wood one shot? Yes, or into the woods. Yeah. That oh. is the one shot uh, I am referring to. Yeah. Oh, I, I, oh I have a is trying I have to think about uh, how she wants to say this. So if okay. anyone wants to also I, ask a question at the moment. Ocean looks a bit uncomfortable. Like, like he wants to say something, but he knows if he say it, especially how he would say it, it'll not be good. So Ocean instead got out a piece of a piece of wood and writes down into the dirt the white one. Given okay. and given that given that I distinctly recall being all alone in my experience, yeah, no, this is this is uncharted territory for me. So Alwyn is just going to kind of look at that phrase, the white one kind of cock his head to the side and then kind of glance toward either Agatha or Ocean for some kind of explanation here. As Alwyn looks at Ocean, he just gives like a gesture of his eyes to like Ag to point to Agatha. Like this is her this is her thing, but this this, this ties into yeah. her. And depends how Agatha, she got the response. Agatha kinda of grimaced at looking at that word. Clearly it was not one she fancied. But she did answer. That's what they used to, one of the things they used to call me. She kind of looked to Ocean and she says, Do you remember um, who we were fighting? Or to be precise, who I was fighting? Ocean uh, head droop, as he recalls it. It's like another low slumen. New, we not seen. Lot of fire. I um, I know that one, or at least I remember him. Ocean recalling a lot of 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 the guy. Not to say like me, as he as he quickly wipes the name off the dirt, or at least scribble it to at least. So at least for for Agatha, at least. Given how, given like just the few interactions we've had up until this point, and the information that's been exchanged back and forth, and kind of just watching like body language and reactions, 
Alwyn's going to kind of just m make a, and make a comment toward Agatha. You know an awful lot about them. First time I saw them was when I was a child. Really? Are they after you now? Are they hunting you? I don't think so. Aye, and it uh, might not be her exactly that they're after. I'm slightly afraid they might be after me. When I was uh, chained up in that barn, the fellow I was dealing with, um, Sean, uh, made mention to using me and unleashing me on the town. Now that he's gone, I don't know if the rest of whatever organization he belongs to is coming for me as well, but it's got me thinking. Well, I guess we'd better be on guard. I get the kind of frowns. I wouldn't be surprised. When we met Sean, I am so sorry. I should have pressed harder for you to stay. It's in the past. We can't undo that, but hey, on the bright side, I made it out, and we're all still together. I think that counts for something. Well, as long as we're together, the only people that can take us out are the Los Lumens. Other than that, we can take on anything. Including an Allosaurus or two. <laughs> Maybe seven. <laughs> 87. <laughs> They're pack um, measures. <laughs> oh. If you ever do see blank mask, you gotta promise me. Fucking run. Why, is he, is he like their leader or something like that? I don't know. But he's insanely powerful. Ocean piped up and just say cruel. I all right. I was today years old when I learned that Cruella Deville, who is a cruel villain, has cruel in her name. <laughs> oh, what? Oh yeah, high five. <laughs> and also, if you, you read a hundred to one Dalmatian or <laughs> something, Dev Devel is devil. She had devil her name. Oh my god, she's a cruel. Oh, I was also today year old when I just learned that. <laughs> I, I I can't with you right now, man. That's just fucking great. <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here. It was today's years old when he finally hey, figured it out. I am uncultured. Fun. I have something, but somehow I remember these little details. In in my defense, I wasn't trying to at what six years older. I don't know how old I was when I watched that breaking down like the very clever nuances of names. I was just like, "Ooh, animated dogs!" <laughs> Woof. I mean, that's that fair. Clever. That's you know, I never fair. watched the original animation of it. I watched the live action. Back on the subject. Well, I'm not a fan of right running when I can stay and fight. But uh, it's that important to you, then uh, I'll heed your warning. Why is he so southern all of a sudden? I thought he was in Aussie, if that's the I correct keep, term. I keep saying he's got a wandering accent. At least my accent stays consistent. I'm from the global south. That includes all southern parts of all worlds. <laughs> south America, mm. Southern America, Florida. Australia. Florida, Florida. So, Ozone, do you want to bring up anything, any questions for Agatha or anything? 
No, I don't think I have any uh, questions for Agatha, at least publicly. Ozone-like book. Smart? No many language? I do know quite a few languages. Did um, he address to the group? Remember Phil? I, I do remember Phil. Fuck Phil. Oh, she does look at Doug like, do not refer to me. Doug, <laughs> Doug, watch your fucking mouth. Ah, he's a bollocks. He just like, he's like shrugging. Understandable. So, Phil, well, Ocean gave Phil code. Some oh. code. Harmless. I hope he gave Ocean code. Looks odd. Lot language? Need assistant. Oh, sounds like it's right up your alley, Ozone. Hmm. Anyone language can help. Uh, yeah, I can definitely uh, take a crack at it. Hmm. Oh, should look everyone else like if language or knowledge help, please. I mean, I, I'm not the brightest here, but I, I can try. I'll do my best. Mm. Agatha kind of just uh, looks uh, over her shoulder a bit, and like mm, you probably have better luck with these guys. Agatha's like, mm, yeah, no, sorry, no. <laughs> uh, don't be that. Don't be that. Don't be that dear lady from Hell of a Boss. I love no. her. <laughs> just, just, just her extra cameo. Just, it's it exudes characteristic. So everything about her. Charisma. 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 Oh, it's so good. I give a no language. Then common. I mean, I know a bit of draconic. Could help. Now, all I know is common and primordial. Thanks to my buddy Ozone here. Mm. Agatha kind of just pauses, like, I don't think it's going to help you. Yeah, uh, let's see. Um, I'm fluent in common, primordial, deep speech, goblin, and draconic. Holy shit, dude. Wow. Hey, I told you he was smart. <laughs> All right. Um, in that case, Doug, what, do you, what are you proficient in? Ah, uh, good question. Uh, celestial, common, orc, and primordial. Well, we got three primordials here. Okay. Nice. So, in I... that case, <clears throat> who's going to go ahead and help um, Ocean Storm? Who would like to help Ocean Storm decode this? Why not? I'll uh, take a crack at it. As will I. If uh, anyone want to know what Ocean can do, he can... He, he can... Well, he cannot speak. Other, well, he can... But like he won't understand. So he, if he, you say, he yeah. So he, he can he can mimic your language. But if he want to understand it or maybe write it correctly, um, 
it's gonna be difficult. But he does read and write common in Auroran. Which mm. I'm a- all right, so <clears throat> Ozone and Alwyn are going to help Ocean Storm. Doug, are you going to help out Ocean Storm? Yes. Okay. Agatha, um, you're just going to kind of sit around and watch these guys try to de- decode this. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, have fun with that. Now, I want the four of you to make a roll, but I will tell you exactly what it is. Now, Ocean Storm question, do you show everyone what this letter looks like? What do you mean? So when you open up the letter for what you guys are about to um, decode, do you like go around and show everyone so they can take a look? Uh, yeah. Okay. So what all five of you see is it looks kind of jumbled, and it's about the same length of text that um, Ocean Storm had wrote for his code to fill. And a lot of these symbols look pretty familiar, um, there is Draconic on there that, although Agatha can speak, is unable to recognize the character itself. For those who know Common, Celestial, Orc, you guys recognize that and recognize those near instantly. Ocean Storm, you notice that there are faint indents around some of these languages, and you notice that this indentation is actually a uh, is part of a a secret message for um, thieves can't for those who are criminals and such. And so you actually pick up on this. Oh, it's the language of rogues. Yeah. Yep. Ocean has. Oh my ocean God, everyone fucking too. old. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> indubitably, sir. Oh, yes, indubitably. Yes, so fun. So I want the four of you therefore excluding Wait. Agatha, to make an intelligence check. But Ooh, okay. I oh. also want you guys to have advantage since you are all helping one another. And it's just okay. a okay. straight-up intelligence check. All right. <clears throat> so 2d20. 15 plus 1, that is 16. Oh, well, I got 20. a nat 20. <laughs> so intelligent. I got a 20 and a 19. What the fuck? Wow. I got so... a 16. So, Nick, since I was trying to get my settings for my mustachioed uh, ocean, so I'm, I didn't hear all the word. I'm like, okay, so everyone at least have something to contribute into this, right? Um, oh, my goodness, Ozone. You got a nat one. I got a one and a 12. Hey, that 12 is with the advantage, though. Yep. Wow, that nat so... 20, though. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so, you guys kind of spent a little bit of time. And, Alwyn, you notice something very interesting. You notice that from the languages you guys are able to read, they're not spelling out anything. They appear to be mixed in within one another. And you... So so the messages <clears throat> appears to be jumbled. Yes, the message appears to be jumbled. And you kind of see if you, you know, ask if you can see the paper, you take a stick and you kind of start unjumbling it. Um, With the help of the others, including Agatha, who ends up helping in on this, you're able to pull apart all ten, sorry, all nine languages that are jumbled into this. And you're able to um, translate it into common. Right. Okay. 
the note for uh, that ocean that Phil had given to Ocean Storm reads: "If you were able to decode this, I wish you and your friends safe travels. Your friend, Phil Octetes." I was really hoping the note would say, "Drink your Ovaltine." <laughs> I thought I was going to say nudes. Well, that's oddly heartwarming. Yeah. It's a lot well, of work for a nice message. Yeah, much appreciated, <laughs> I suppose. You know, it's funny. There's actually enough U's, and, uh, N's, and E's, and S's to actually and, and to put said nudes if you wanted to rejumble it. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl. Everyone else was like, oh, we we found the second code for this. All right, let's all go to the Photoshop photo area and give it to him. No, there's only know. one code into it. Just, just the... Um, if you were able to decode this, I wish you and your friends safe travels. <laughs> your friend Phil, lock the Well, mm. they don't lock the door, but that was pretty nice. Phil, friend, nice. That is nice. See, Phil, again. That's a great question. I mean, we technically saw him in a dream, didn't we? Or was that a dream? I I still can't tell. Ocean mimicking his voice, Phil. Fair enough, hard to argue with that. Owen, I actually want you to make a specific <laughs> role for me. Give me one moment. <gasps> oh, okay. Uh, you're special. <laughs> it's my role, isn't it special? He's super uh, special, you guys. Oh my god. Alright, I guess oh, I guess I'll, right. I'll pause on what Ocean must say. And Annette, I want <gasps> you to make a deception check. So this is going to be a contest. What? Oh, Why? Yeah. Uh, Wait, it was insight, right? <clears throat> yeah, insight for Omen and deception for Ocean Star. Why? You well, that me? is oh, that God. is a three. Well, uh, well, let me do mine. Yes, yes, straight. Never mind. So okay. yes, I'm. <laughs> All right. So, um, Owen, um, thanks to Ocean Star's mimicry. And you failed this check, you would be unable to tell if Ocean Storm is indeed telling the truth or not. Now, for Ocean Storm, you are indeed telling the truth. Um, that is how you did say in Phil's voice, that's what Phil sounds like. But according to every, well, at least to Alwyn, um, he isn't entirely sure if you were telling him the truth or not. And that's why mm. I pulled up the I, mimicry. I really? still question. You, ha you had to put that in things. right now. You had to put that in right now. It never I mean, was it brought up <laughs> until right now. It didn't really change much, but but yeah. still, it's reason for Alwyn to keep his doubts, I suppose. Yeah. Oh. Well, you gotta note that in, um, Chris. Ah, does Stu have beard, too? And he yes. has monocles. So ah, everyone yes. has monocles and everyone has mustaches. I, I, like that, I like that the double monocles on Doug just look like a pince-nez. Yeah. And I will say for Ocean Storm, I gave him a mustache, a goatee, and another most mustache on his head. Jesus. <laughs> it looks like an extra accessory on him. It looks though, like a toupee. <laughs> it looks like a toupee. Ozone has a question. Oh my. In the background. Uh, Sorry, Bell is not here. You cannot ask questions. No, go for it, man. What's your question? Uh so 
going back to when uh he opened uh the grimoire even though he wasn't affected did ozone still feel something like this is interesting or just didn't affect him it just outright did not affect him when he opened that book <clears throat> and he and, mm. and yeah when he also he didn't role. tell anyone what doug or him saw in the book because okay. most of us was stunned so you guys kind of all tucker in for the night and he and uh you figured out exactly who it is is going to go first to have the first watch. I, I was going to propose a way for us to figure that out. Oh, I already got I already got it all set up. So you guys hold out straws, right? And the shore okay. stick gets to go first. Unfortunately okay. for Ozone, despite being the first one to pick the straw, had the worst luck ever. And he gets the first shift. Nick, is there any water nearby? That I can access. I'm going to say because you guys kind of looked out around um, for like this little campfire space, which, by the way, you guys are a little more than halfway to Folo Grande. That's a long track, by the way. Damn. Um, There is a small watering hole nearby. Um, There's a little. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ozone is going to use both. uh, Well, actually, no, he's not going to create water. He's just going to manipulate the water. Uh, I would like to take the water and I would like to reshape it into a small water dog and I'm going to name this thing Scruffy. Okay. Ozone, I actually love that so much. I'm going to go ahead and give you an inspiration. Nice. That's rare. Yeah. That's only the second one we've ever had. Yeah. So as a reminder for even the DM. Yeah. As a reminder for inspiration. Um, when you after you roll before the DM calls it as to what happens, if you don't like the roll for literally any reason, like except for damage, when you roll a D20 specifically, um, you can use your inspiration to re-roll that die. So it's ah. good for yeah, it's good for any ability checks, any saving throws, any attack throws. So it's a free re-roll, basically. Yeah, it's a free re-roll. Mm-hmm. And you can only have one on you at yeah. any time cool. but, but as long as you haven't used it you can keep it for as long as you like very nice until the end of this end of this campfire thing or until until he uses it so have fun with that but yeah you you definitely set up your little scruffy uh to play with uh your otter stew stew and pork. scruffy are having a good time and uh the rest of you go to bed so going back to ozone um, Alwyn, uh, sometime at the, towards the end of a uh, ozone shift, you kind of wake up and you wake yourself up and you go over to ozone. Right. Getting ready well, for that I'm shift. going to, I'm going to, ki- I'm going to kind of drowsily sit up, light my eyes, yawn a bit gra- and grab my uh, wa- walking stick. And, uh, as I walk over to ozone, I kind of give him a pat on the shoulder and ask, how you holding up, bud? I'm doing all right, all things considered. I am a little concerned about, um, well, there's there's a list of things that I'm concerned about, but... Well, if you're concerned about stuff, I mean, it's just us in the night for for now. Um, before you doze off, if you want to talk about stuff, I'm all ears. One of the reasons why I didn't want to bring this up to everyone else 
was because I didn't want to. Let, let's just say that uh, I 100% believe that yours, Agatha's, are probably like the worst experiences. Mine was just more bizarre, but still good, unnerving. good word or good turn. Un, yeah, like un, unnerving. Whereas like yours and Agatha's were more trauma up front. I feel like what happened to me is going to be like uh, future trauma. Almost. Really? What makes you say that? So for me, I had uh, to do a challenge. The challenge basically consisted of helping this um, elderly human had me shift through his library and translate books for him. Oh, really? And uh, he kept wanting to know if there were any books in his collection that mentioned anything regarding uh, some ancient being or god referred to as the Old One. Looking through, like, hundreds and hundreds of books, um, I found a, a little black book that had a single mention of the old one in it. And so after I gave him the book, um, my memory is a little bit uh, fuzzy at that time, but I hand him the book, we exchanged some words, and then somehow I don't remember if I voluntarily did it or if he somehow forced me, but I put my bare hand uh, in his fireplace when it was, well, still on fire. Uh, as I say the fireplace part, I look down at my hand and kind of like turn it back and forth. Um, mm. uh, so yeah, when my hand was in the fire, I could feel the water off of my skin uh, evaporating. Um, oh, no. Yeah felt very odd and, and inside the uh the fireplace was a uh a bag or a little satchel pouch and once i grabbed that that's when uh i you know it's really oh, that's where fuzzy you found that little glowing stove to yeah 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 i found the glowing stone skipping along a few things so weird glowing stone monument thing but then uh, when we all truly got reunited, I discovered that in my possession was, I, I don't know if it's the same little black book I gave the old man or if it's different, but I believe that this uh, uh, grimoire, so I'm actually going to take out the grimoire and like hold it up. After... I, after the earlier experience, I, I I kind of slightly lean away from the book. Yeah, Fair. Uh, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna open it. Uh, I believe that this book, this grimoire, has something to do with the old one, and we're messing with forces like beyond our comprehension about to ask do you do you actually know what 
the old one do or what the old one refers to? No. Any of your, uh, any of your readings? In my years of studies, I have never once come across any mention of any being referred to to that. That's very strange. So you you came back with basically the same book that you found in your dream slash hallucination. You see, mm -hmm. I didn't. That's that's the thing that bugs me and makes me think that there's something more that I need to figure out about things because the stone that I came back with is not an item that I encountered in that dream. The item that I distinctly remember and how I found out that um, John was turned was he wielded and I want you to tell me if you're all familiar with this weapon a moon-touched sword. Uh, I've read about them. Uh, I... Only, I only know them from, you know, uh, books and, you know, various tomes, scrolls. Um, never encountered one. Right. I First time I'd ever heard of one. And uh, I ended up having to use it to uh, disarm him, figuratively and literally. But... It was it was odd because the moment I touched that sword, I started to transform. Mm. And it took everything I had to keep it from happening. I don't know what it means, but can't help but feel like I've got unfinished business down the road. Mm, I think we all do. I, Owen, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I would like to j just you know while we're here um potentially try something okay do you mind for us for a moment if i were to hold on to your gemstone uh i i suppose not i don't really have a reason not to trust you okay so uh right. gonna go ahead and push in my pocket for that there it is so, uh, real quick, Nick. Yes. Do you back into yeah, me? Yeah, I did. All right. Uh, I, I, so I'm looking at this gemstone. All right. Do I? Can I see anything about it? Like, uh, like the the four C's, etc. Like, do I recognize this stone? You from any take readings? a look at this stone, and from as far as you are aware, although very odd it is indeed just like alwyn described where it's just the three different kinds of gemstones fused into one you don't fused know why one. and you haven't come across anything in your studies as to how this could have happened okay um all right uh next what i want to do is i want to uh place the uh the grimoire uh down on the ground okay mm -hmm. all right all right, uh, Owen, uh, if something uh, horrible happens, uh, get ready to run. Ozone, I hope you know what you're doing if you're giving me that kind of warning. All right, um, so I'm 
going. So I'm going to take the gemstone and I want to very carefully and quickly place it on top of the book and quickly bring my hand away. Does anything happen? You wait for a moment, ready to run. Alwyn, also ready to run. You wait for what seems like an entire minute. Probably has been, but nothing happens. Nothing happens. Okay, so I want to really quickly snatch up the gemstone off of the book, look back at Alwyn, and go, all right, all right, can you tell me exactly what you saw and what happened to you when I opened this book for the first time and you were looking at its pages? I I can't even hardly describe what it was. Like, I... For a split second, all I saw were blank pages. Okay. But after that, it was like somebody sucker punched my brain with a 10 ton anvil I couldn't Ooh. think straight I couldn't even see straight for a good minute mm, okay so something that that when viewed it attacks okay uh, with that in mind Ozone would like to do one more quick uh, test or experiment experiment away <laughs> alright Owen uh, you might want to look away. Actually, I would suggest closing your eyes. Uh, okay, so, well, I'm going to go ahead and kind of shield my, uh, shield my eyes, like, in the in the crook of my elbow. Okay. Alright, uh, so again, Ozone's going to have the book placed on the ground, gemstone in hand, and now Ozone is going to have his hand on the book getting ready to open it but just before he opens it uh going to close my eyes and look away and just flip it open to uh, a random page right does anything happen no we're not viewing the book nothing happens okay so uh eyes still closed not doing anything i'm then going to place the gem inside one of on top of the open book on one of the pages okay yeah i'm gonna kind of with like my eyes closed hands kind of like hovering over i'm in some sort of like squatted you know battle stance other senses you know on high alert just not expecting something to happen but getting ready if something happens the suspense is killing me i mean it, it's actually killing me <laughs> From what you can tell, you do not hear or um, smell anything has changed. So I'm assuming this is after a very long pause. Alwyn's just going to kind of call out. Can I look now? Uh, Just one more moment. All right. So uh, since I've had my like hands kind of hovering over the book and in my head mentally, I memorized where everything was array keen sense and photographic memory uh, I'm going to snatch the gem back up and quickly uh, sh- slam the uh, grimoire shut before uh, reopening my eyes as you try to grasp the gemstone your hand grasps open air oh okay alright uh, again uh, so at this point 
Uh, I haven't opened my eyes yet, have I? No, you have not. Okay. Uh, you made that very clear. Owen... <laughs> yes, thank you. All right. Uh, Owen, uh, so your gemstone is uh, appears to be gone. Sorry, what? Uh, so I opened the book and I placed the gemstone on one of the pages. And I'm reaching for it, and I'm not feeling it on the page anymore. So you lost it. <laughs> Probably at this point, Ozone is kind of going scholar crazy, I guess. Fuck it. So, yeah, so uh, Ozone is going to open his eyes and look at the book. All right, make a constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. Ooh. All right. For a split second, the splittest of seconds, you mm -hmm. understand exactly what all in means. Oh, the moment you look at the book, you see nothing but blank pages. And you're able to see that the stone truly is gone before an unknown force pierces your brain, causing immense headaches and three points of psychic damage. Three points. All right. And you are stunned for one minute. Ozone? You ain't quiet. Owie my, owie my brain. Oh, great. Now you know what it feels like. <laughs> uh. Well, once your brain's done turning into an omelet, just tell me when it's safe to look. Okay. Uh, so I guess I'm just going to run out the, the clock, and as soon as I can, I'm going to fully shut the, uh, the book before... Uh, uh, you open yeah. up your eyes. Okay. So Where you, you kind of, you know, spend that little bit of minute just kind of groggy, but you're able to find the book after crawling down on the ground a little, you know, bending down a bit, slightly disorientated. Um, and you close the book and you open your eyes. So I'm going to uh, sit back next to uh, Alwyn and go, all right, uh, you can look now. Well, removing my face, I kind of just... Sir, I survey the ground around us. Don't see any trace of the gem. And I kind of ju just huff with my hands on my hips and say, Well, bugger. Uh, Alwyn, real quick, uh, really sorry about, about your gemstone. I will look into that, though I'd have a uh, hypothesis what just happened. Okay, do tell. I believe that if this, if there is some like Eldritch Core God, you know, universe, um, referred to as the Old One, I believe that this book here is like a window into its dimension. When the book is opened, if for a brief second, this god is looking through it, like, back at you, then your mind is basically attacked. But if you can, like, dodge its gaze, then you're safe, like I was safe the first time. Um, by placing something inside the book, the gemstone, and it disappeared, I think that it traveled... 
uh, almost interdimensionally into another realm and it's along with who knows what else it's with this uh god the the old one uh, that's all well and good i couldn't help share the feeling that gemstone was really important for something after that um alwyn a little bummed bids ozone good night as Alwyn takes over his watch. Ozone. Hey, get some sleep, bud. Sleep on it. All right. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll, I'll make this right. I know you will. Sometime later, um, Agatha wakes up, uh, and it is her turn to for night watching duty. Uh, you see Doug lying next to you, and he appears to be having some trouble sleeping, but he is still currently sound asleep. Meanwhile, you can, uh, once Agatha gets woken up, she can, she can spy, um, Alwyn and just sitting nearby, occasionally watching the tree line, but mostly gazing up at the sky, watching the moon pass overhead. She goes ahead and gets up. And, you know, as she's walking over, she kind of looks at Stu and gives him a little, uh, scratch on his head. Whispering a little sorry. And Stu goes and sleeps next to Ozone. Stu then leaves and goes and passes out next to uh, Ozone. <laughs> well, either way, I see I see Agatha, Agatha walking over and get and give her a soft, a soft smile and, and say uh, and just say as a greeting. How are you? Doing as good as I can be. I could say the same for myself. She goes ahead and sits down by him before looking at him, going, how you holding up? That is not an easy question to answer, actually. Unsure, I suppose. Not sure what's in store for any of us, myself included. No kidding, Agatha says, so she kind of just looks up at the sky a bit. I'm going to kind of break the silence here and kind of partially relay something that I um, I didn't get to reveal in the in the all hands around the campfire thing but I want to relay it to uh, Agatha. You remember back in the barn when we were fighting Sean? Yeah. When you had me in your grasp after I transformed for the briefest of moments I had control for the first time. Something I didn't get to say around the campfire earlier was um, when I was fighting um, John, I had another one of those moments where I felt the change coming on and I managed to fight it off for the first time. It's like everything, but I did it. Agatha kind of looks over and gives a little smile and then she says, that's good, right? I'd like to think so. I just don't know what it means for me going forward. I hope it means good things, but I don't know. She kind of uh, pauses for a second to think how she wants to say things. It probably is <laughs> scary. I can't exactly imagine what you're going through, but considering, um, she kind of lifts her hands up and eh, looks at it very much, you know, a monster arm, as she is, in fact, a lizard folk. I can kind of understand what you're going through. Honestly, I don't know if it's actually a bad thing. What do you mean by that? I mean... Do you think I'm scared, Harry? I mean, you were 
pretty intimidating when we first met, but now I've gotten to know you a little more. I mean, you're actually pretty approachable when you want to be, of course. But I don't know if how lycanthropy works. Not exactly. But then again, I don't think a lot of people do know. I didn't have much experience with it until I was already suffering from it. The fact that you can take control, even for a little bit, that kind of tells me that this might not be something you should be afraid of. Or, in better light, I would say maybe you should learn how to embrace it. Never really thought of it that way before. I mean, up until now, it's just been a constant battle of trying to make myself believe that I'm still human and that part of me. Agatha kind of looks to a rock. Two rocks, actually, and she goes ahead and picks one up and goes, Oh, think about it this way. I have the strength to crush this rock right here, right? Right. So she kind of grips it, and I'm going to guess it cracks. Roll strength. Oh, shit. <laughs> Do I get my proficiency or saving throw? Um, just pure strength. Okay. Just pure strength, so no plus. You do not get proficiency, but if you have a strength modifier, you will add just that. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's plus two. I'm not on my computer a second. Sorry, guys. Uh, but eh, that's still good enough. Woo! It is indeed a plus two. Yes, so it is 15. Uh, you, oh, oops. I almost went the wrong button. Uh, you successfully crushed the rock. In fact, you don't just crack it. You obliterate it into tiny pebbles. I weren't kidding. But she picks up another rock. In time, I learned not to break the rock. Roll fear Now, factor. oh, God damn it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Because he can. I love fear factor so much. When you make your point that you can choose to not break the rock, you feel an, an intimidating aura erupt from you. And it starts to flow down into your arm, through your fingertips, and the rock starts to smoke. But it does not break. Awesome, you trick. It doesn't catch fire. I got the I, kind of, I, 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 at the rock I, in I, a I judgmental do, I, stare. Like, I do legitimately just make the end of that comment, trying to make a light of it, saying, well, that's a neat trick. The rock then catches a small flame. Agatha can just kind of spares under her breath as she throws it into the fire. <laughs> but she, and then she says, like, well, my point is it took a lot of patience and a lot of practice. But I think, and she says as she turns to him, given, give it some time and, and hey, you should be able to control the other side. I do hope you're right. Frankly, it's it's that lack of control that's kept me from Wanting to go back home all this time. She sits back down and kind of looking like, want to tell me about it? What, about where I'm from? Shrugs your shoulders a bit, but basically a, a yes. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, West End's a lovely place. It's it's remote, private, don't really get any unexpected visitors. It's one of those little farming communities where everybody knows everybody. Most of my childhood days were spent skipping rocks down by the river or 
just going for a cool swim on a hot summer day. My parents and I myself, we were uh, sheep herders by trade. Had a pretty sizable flock and uh, I thought I was growing up to be a fine specimen of a shepherd myself. And then the uh, livestock attacks started happening. I remember all of the fear and uncertainty that the entire village went through in those days. I mean, I was scared too. So it was especially scary when our uh, our prized sheep ended up uh, absconded from our field and we found it the next morning in pieces. But it was that attack that lit a fire in me. I wanted to do something to defend my home. I wasn't going to let whatever beast was in those woods get away with it. So, stupid decision on my part. Very next night after that, I strolled off into the woods to try and kill what I thought was just going to be like a mountain lion or something, but lo and behold, it was a full moon night and I came face to face with one of the most terrifying creatures I've ever seen. And the rest of the night's a blur. Like, all I remember was trying to grab for whatever weapon I took with me. I'm pretty sure it was just a shepherd's crook, but I just saw teeth, and that was it. The next thing I know, it's three days later, and everybody thought I was dead. That's really... It's really the long and short of how I became what I am now, and I don't know if you want any more details about that, but that's really it. I think it kind of listens and then gives an odd and goes, well, when you're ready, I'll, you can tell me the details. How about that? That's fair, because the the rest of it's a bit painful, and she can kind of tell that by the falter in his voice, but he kind of, he quickly sh shakes it off, and he kind of switches the subject, and he kind of turns it back on her, and, sa and says, I'll say the same for you, if there's anything that you're not comfortable discussing with me, don't feel pressured, but if you do want to share, I'm here to listen. I kind of thinks about it. And then she kind of looks at him again and goes, Well, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel really guilty right now. Why? I mean, I mentioned before that, um, you know, this isn't my first time uh, bumping into these people, right? Oh, I, I made note of that. And I'm really curious as to just how much you do know. It feels like I know a bit. It feels like I don't know a lot. But they did have a really big impact on my life. Is that right? She kind of looks at him at this point a little more serious, and she's like, I was pretty scared for you, actually. Because I know what they're capable of. And I didn't want that happening to you. Didn't want what happened to me, exactly. Do you mind me asking what they did to you? I remember being knocked out, I woke up, and for the most part it was just being muzzled, and just 
ceaselessly mocked over the thought that they were going to wait until the full moon and unleash me, that innocent little village, and just blame the agony of that knowledge eat me up inside. I hate to say this, but they, it could have been a lot worse. I have a hard time imagining that. This isn't the first time they've done something like this. Certainly, probably not the last attempt. I feel horrible because I don't know what I can say to help you at this moment. That really makes two of us. I can tell that you're struggling with a lot. And I know there's a lot that you want to share, but I can't force you to do that. You're going to have to do that on your own time. You guys hear a cry from um, your campsite, and <laughs> Doug wakes up. In fact, oh as it just so happens, he wakes up at the perfect time for his now time for... Um, well, not, not quite time for him, but it's around that time where, uh, uh, Agatha is gonna have to take that shift over and, uh, you know, have that fun right. stuff. <laughs> Without realizing it, you guys have, uh, talked for most of Agatha's shift. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm up way past my bedtime, but, uh, you take care, okay? You too. And she's a smile. And yeah. just kind of... But, yeah, gives a little shoulder her up to kind of just for him to go oh, the heck to sleep. Uh, <laughs> and Ola just kind of chuckles picks and picks himself up with, an, with a nod and promptly heads to his bedroll to probably pass out pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Doug, you have a dream. In this dream, you're standing straight up and you're looking down um, in front of you is a looking glass, and behind this looking glass, there appears to be a really, you know, well-in-shape human, you know, but they are wearing a luchador mask. To your left, you notice a, um, a Shadar Kai uh, elf standing next to you. She's, um, God, I think she was like six, no, she was, she was seven feet, that's right. Um, Doug, how tall are you? Like, how are you? How tall are you canonically? In canon, we are six foot seven. Okay, so she towers over you just a little. Like, you guys are kind of like just you can look down and meet your gaze, and you see that she turns to look at someone else, but you can't quite see who that person is. You are stuck facing forward, other than glancing over towards this Shadar Kai who stands next to you, and she has long purple hair. The dream shifts and you um, are basked in a bright light and you notice some ropes um, being held up by four poles. Um, before you can do anything, the dream shifts again and there's this giant glowing dice, like giant D20 die just rolling around, threatening to crush you. As it gets closer to you, the dream shifts once again. And this time, you are very hot. Literally. Like, sweating profusely. You don't know why. And you're holding on to, um, like, the edge of, um, I was going to say cliff, but that's not the right word. You're, you're holding on to a wall with a lot of footholds. You look up, um, and you see that there's a small, narrow opening that is starting to close in and uh, uh, threaten to trap you. 
You look down and you begin to panic as you see hot boiling lava is starting to rise up and get closer towards you. And then you realize this is what the reason why you're boiling hot. Your instincts are to climb up as fast as you can. And although you try, you scream for your body to just go, to climb up, to try and secure freedom while you can. The last thing you see is you falling off the wall, doing a swan dive into the lava. The last thing you feel, it feels so real. And you don't know why, despite it being a dream. But you feel the lava burning you alive as flames engulf your lungs. Doug, you wake up screaming (laughs) from your dream. And you look over and you see Alwyn heading to bed. He looks too tired to be able to realize that you've screamed nearly in his face. And you see Agatha. And you realize um, after a moment that... It is time for you to do your shift. And Alwyn and Agatha Mm -hmm. might have been talking through most of Agatha's shift. Mostly by accident. Uh, It happens. Well, uh, Agatha, looks like we're on uh, guard duty. She kind of looks over and goes, are you okay? I heard you screaming. Well, it's quite a bit to get into at the moment. Um, But honestly, seeing your face... uh, it does bring me a sense of calm. <laughs> That's weird. Most people, I would say, bring it an unease. I can say now it brings me calm. Our first meeting, it definitely brought me a little bit of uh, intimidation. <laughs> but now for sure, it's uh, a familiar face. Very nice. Agatha, roll fear factor. Oh, shit on a stick. I am so sorry you're going to have to censor my shit fucking cussing ass out. Swearing, swearing like a sailor. Figured I'd get it all out of my system. Ah, shit Most on a stick with a Tuesday night. <laughs> Slap <laughs> your <the> grandma. <laughs> Seven. Okay. <laughs> so for the viewers, uh, the last time she rolled Fear Factor was ten. This time it's seven. So, Agatha, as you think about what to say to Doug next you feel the intimidation the intimidating ores start to well up from within you and it erupts now it erupts from some spot you didn't actually think it could and that's the very tip of your tail and it forces you to be re- uh, propelled into Doug's arms as he catches you what as you fuck? fall <laughs> I, Agatha did not actually say that that's just me guys <laughs> the dog embraces you captures you as we get propelled onto the ground rolling and tumbling oh my Jesus. <laughs> I it looks a bit startled are you alright? that was a bit uh, unexpected uh, um, yeah no that, that kind of happens but it's always different it yeah. um I can't control it's kind of like a hiccup I, it fucking sucks every time. Yeah, she lit a rock on fire yeah. last time. Oh my god. <laughs> well, are you gonna tell me it sucks even this time? She kind of tilts her head. Uh, awkwardly. <laughs> well, still kind of looking at him. Not sure how to respond. But it's kind of like one of those almost shy, not exactly shy. We're embarrassed. Classic, classic. 
Are we, did we get propelled into the, like, is there a field? Are there trees? Is there a moon? What is this, the Lion King? He's trying to make it that way. <laughs> no, I mean, we no, talked no, about you're... Pride Rock and him looking Pride Rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just over. You're just on the ground by the the um, candle fire that was partially neglected and is dying down. Ah, oh, classic. Okay, sick, sick, sick. Well, Agatha, um, the Doug looks deeply into your eyes. I think we have a little bit of unfinished business from before. Agatha kind of looks at him almost questionably like, where are you getting at? The Doug says, my oh my, things have uh, kind of progressed quite a bit. You know, like when we were back in Greenwood, we got kind of close. We, uh, you know... Almost had a moment, shared a moment together of uh, particular intimacy. Maybe we could uh, finish what we started there. I get this cheese kind of cluster a bit. Not gonna lie, and which is funny because you wouldn't think an oh, lizard folk can blush, but <laughs> it's definitely a tension of pink, and on her albino scales, it's very noticeable. Doug's eyebrows are going up and down like crazy, 17 times a second. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Calm down, Alfalfa. You haven't gotten the she girl She kind of pauses like, is it really the time for Well, in that case, maybe I'll just leave you with this. And he draws close in for a kiss. I guess I isn't actually sure how to respond to this, because she's still going through a lot mentally. So she kind of hesitates. Um, Doug, I want you to make an insight roll with advantage. Wow, 19, 19 plus, plus 3, 22. Okay. Um, Doug, you sense that Agatha is not reciprocating um, the kiss, let alone even trying to get a kiss, and you pull away. And you notice that Agatha um, is kind of has her head turned and hesitating as to what she should or should not do. Doug feels a little flustered. Ah, my apologies. Just that we were in this, uh, you know, position together. Maybe I misread the signals. What we had in the in the moment before. No, no, no. It's not you. It's... Sorry. She Instead, she sat up. A lot oh, happened when I was in those woods uh, earlier. And I guess I'm just, just still processing that. Is there any way I can help you process those? Is he making that as an innuendo, or is he making that as a serious comment? No, I think he's actually like, making it, that like, as a serious comment. For he, sorry, I yeah. could not tell. Sorry, like, it was the accent, I swear. <laughs> like, the, the genuine, like, kind Exactly, you know what, Agatha, I want you to make an emotions. insight roll with advantage. Oh my god. Oh no, what's my advantage? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, like I said, I'm not at my computer right now because I was trying to eh, make it so Ichigo wasn't hearing what we were saying. Oh, And vice good. versa. Um, so, what is my... Because <laughs> I don't want my sheets on my computer. Oh, shit. That's my okay, advantage. Hold up, hold up, I got it. Oh, wait, it would just be 2D. Okay, you... so, because it is insight, it is straight up because it's wisdom. So you're just going to roll 2D10 and take 2D20 and take the higher number. Two D two two D twenties. Yep, two D twenties. Keep the higher number. 
19. Oh, Woo! oh my God. Rock okay. and roll. So, Doug, was this intentional or not? Was there an innuendo implied in this or not? I assumed it wasn't. It was the accent. There, yeah, there was no innuendo uh, in there. Okay. So he's just genuinely asking how he can help. Yeah, he's yeah. genuinely asking how he can help. And you pick up on that. I honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, no one's actually, I mean, yes, people have asked, but I don't know how to ask for help, I guess. Well, maybe we can start off slow. Do you want to talk about what happened? Or do you want to just sit and we can experience those emotions just together, just side by side? She kind of kind of hugs her, her legs a bit. Well, y you remember that person I was talking about earlier? Oh, do you? I think he's... No, I know he's the reason why I ended up having all these scars. Really? And yeah. it brought back a lot of really nasty memories. Yeah, those... uh. Those nasty memories are no fun to uh, to relive over and over. But what I've noticed, oh my God, I'm British now. What I've noticed is uh, the more that we keep these memories and these experiences that we've lived through inside of us, the more power they grow, the more we're able to get them out of our body and out of our minds, the less power and the less hold they have on us. Maybe it would help to talk through one of these memories. She kind of looks at her feet a bit, thinking about it. Before she kind of looks over and... <laughs> kind of like looking over at Via, not moving her head, but giving him a little, a little side look. When I was about seven, one night after my father, he, um, he put me to bed. All of a sudden I woke up and I was in his arms. And he was shouting that we had to go. And all, uh, I don't remember seeing my village much, but um, everyone was screaming. And after a while, we were, my dad was running with me in his arms. He stopped and, the, and we turned around and that's when I first saw him. I don't really remember much of that night, but that was the last time I saw my father. There was a lot that happened in those years. She kind of just kind of stops and she's thinking about it. Not really sure how to continue this talk about her past. So much pain and suffering. Mm. Absolutely. The Doug sits beside her and he looks down at his feet for a moment, recalling his own past, his own troubled experiences and looks over to her a little side glance and says if it'll help i'll uh i can share a bit about my past as well doug takes a deep breath when i was a young young boy me and the village elders we never got along really elders of orc and elvish descent i didn't care none of them None of them. They could say nothing that would, you know, dissuade me from what I wanted. 
and growing up in this village full of tension, it was anybody's guess when anything went wrong. Who's to blame? Everybody's going to point a finger. And all my parents wanted was for me to go to the big city and get an education. And so they saved up, they traded, they made a lot of connections, and they sent me off to study at the temple. Now, after a while, I had heard about some advancing army that was passing through, something about them cleansing the land of all the filth, in reference to us orcs and elves. When I went home, I traveled three days to get back home. Turns out that roaming army had raised my entire village, beheaded and bled all of my family, my siblings, my friends, my neighbors, everybody. And it has taken me quite a while to... And the dug trails off for a moment. To really put that behind me. It's still not going to go away. The whole purpose of my becoming a barbarian was to get strong enough to kill every single person involved with the destruction of my village. But at some point we must move forward. And that hurt still exists, that still lives there. Whenever I go into a rage, I'm thinking about my mother, my father, my 14 brothers and sisters, my 87 cousins, my 13 uncles, and so on and so forth. All of them hold a special place in my heart, and all of them deserve revenge. This is the fire that fuels me, that keeps me burning, and so I can, in some way, share in your pain, and the dog reaches around and, and puts an arm gently on her back, and just kind of looks off into the distance in a quiet solitude. As you two kind of sit there, you know, um, Doug being quiet, keeping a watch out for things, after hearing all this, Agatha stays up for a few more minutes, really soaking everything that Doug had told her in. Um, all the pain he's gone through, um, not being able to make it to his family, not being able to try to fight for those he loved. It's a kind of pain uh, that although Agatha cannot personally feel the situation of itself, the hopelessness of being unable to do anything, that is where she really lets sink in and how she has to decide on her own accord exactly um, how relatable their situations are as she drifts off into sleep. Okay, so Ocean Storm, you wake up for your shift and you see Doug and Alwyn. Oh, no, sorry, not Alwyn. Doug and Agatha um, sitting on um, a makeshift um, little log bench with a fire still lightly ablaze, being kept to, kept aflame by Doug and his constant poking of the stick. As you get closer, <laughs> you notice that Agatha had fallen asleep. Hello, Doug. Seems like Agatha here uh, fell asleep. Seems like she got tired of my old voice. 
Well, why don't you come on and take a seat over here? Ocean will go to, well, take his suggestion and, uh, I guess, sit beside you, Doug? Or is like, or is it like sit across, like get a different log or something? Oh, you can sit right beside me. Okay. Uh, Ocean will do that. He'll sit beside, uh, Doug. Yeah. Ocean, look at Doug and Agatha and say, long talk? Oh, yeah. You know how it goes. Once you start opening up your heart, it just pours out. Time flies, as they say. Do you have any good dreams in your nap? I think nice dream. Can't remember clear. Oh, that's mm. good to hear. How have you been, mm. Ocean Storm? Ocean rolls around that question, just like, and just says, "All right, the day with party, very interesting." Oh yeah, interesting. Maybe putting it lightly, but I agree. How was your、uh, experience in the woods? Very mild for ocean. The saying "break a leg" not apply here. Ah, right, right. The Doug pokes at the fire a little more, sparking some embers. Did Doug experience okay? Well, if you consider、uh, dying. Several times,、uh, an okay experience. Then that might be it. But、uh, yeah, it was one that certainly will be remembered. I even had a interesting dream before I woke up for my shift. Something about burning in lava, dying, really experiencing what that feels like, and I wouldn't wish it. Well, I would wish it on one person, but、oh. for most people, I would wish it on nobody. With that,、um, Doug goes silent. He stands up and heads to bed. And Ocean Storm, you're left all alone until Ozone comes over as、um, dawn starts to come up, and you realize that the night has passed. Good old Doug is a little bit tired, but he goes back to sleep while everyone else starts to slowly wake up. About another hour or two has passed. Everyone finally finishes waking up. Agatha, you、um, wake up and you are lying down,、um, kind of like on the nice little spread makeshift log,、um, and you realize that Doug had moved from his spot and made sure that you weren't woken up. From the sudden collapse, it is about eight or nine o'clock. So in the morning, you guys pack up, and head out. Wait, by the time you guys finish packing up and head out, and you head up to the city. This completes your side quest, everyone. But I do、oh. want to say there is one more thing. On your way to Volagrande, a tall figure continues to walk into the dark forest, or the you know the forest that you guys were in. This gentleman is wearing a long, 
dark green cloak with a few unique embedments onto the hood. Um, embedments? Embedments, thank you. I reminded myself, I'm sorry. Um, the figure approaches the altar by the red oak tree. He grips the edge of the altar and it quickly melts as it heats up, his gloves protecting him from the intense heat that would have otherwise severely burned him. When the altar melts, the tree itself unleashes a wave of shadows and the figure looks up, unfazed and unamused. He pulls out a sword and unsheaths it. A bright light emanates from the blade and the shadows that swallowed you guys earlier are repelled. The figure then takes the completed disc of light and says, Objective complete.